A lot of you are familiar with the DNA Project and have been rocking with us for a while, but some of you aren't. A lot of you are faithful listeners of the podcast, but aren't familiar with some of the other work that we do. So I just want to take a quick moment to explain to you a little bit more of what we do. So you're getting married, or you have a friend, a cousin, a sister, somebody you know is getting married. Okay. You've booked your venue, caterers, photographer, all that good stuff. When it comes to live music, most people have no idea where to look. We have you covered. Picture this. During the ceremony, while guests are being seated, or while the bride's walking down the aisle. During the cocktail hour, while guests are just mingling and having a good time. Don't forget about dinner music. That's very important to set the mood while guests eat. And we definitely can't forget the party. Let's get the party started right now with The DNA Project. www.thednaproject.ca for more information. Was this management piece because right. I was going to, you know, people in the space. And I don't want to call any names because I think that if you work in our industry, you know who they are. But I was going to them and being like, yo, can you can you teach me? And they'd be like, nah, you wow. know, there's nothing in Canada. Right. You mm-hmm. know, you don't need to learn anything here. There's nothing. It's just hey is just blowing around just go somewhere like you know and they were Dang. so discouraging and to it's it what is really sometimes even discouraging now is seeing the same people in the same roles that they've been in for 20 years right right at labels you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> at publishers who are a part of the urban music space i don't even know if we're allowed to call it that anymore but i was gonna are, ask i'm like oh, people are always like what do you you know are part of this space with you know r&b rap neo soul like that that kind of music black music and would tell me not to invest in knowing more here Mm -hmm. and then it's like okay well even if it's barren teach me anyways oh well you're not in school Mm -hmm. only public we're we're a publicly traded company you can only get an internship here if you're in school for music business at one of these five institutions and then it's like well why would i go to school there they don't got no teachers that (laughs) teach about the genre i'm working in exactly so it was kind of just like so uh you know it was just so redundant the the amount of rejection I was getting that when I realized I was creating something significant, you know, the artist I managed, we sold out tickets to her debut concert at Revival, 300 tickets. Like, you know, this is a seated event. We had to, like, open up standing room within, like, 72 hours and we never released original music right you know what i mean so when you can do that when you can build a brand like that there was a lineup around the building you know what i mean like drake showed up to her album release party like you know like we were we were killing it like raekwon had brought us on i realized that okay there's artists are cool but there's like this really significant piece of business and decorum that you have to have that helps you navigate through this space for sure and so when i got rejected and she fired me you know, my mom's not a Jay-Z fan or anything, but I remember her sitting me down and said, you know, if you built this, you can build another one. And I just thought, like, made hope says, okay, make another hope. And I was like, <laughs> the the saddest part for me was, like, people on the outside thought she was hope. Mm, wow, you know? Right. I was hope. You wow. know? And, like, I realized, like, yo, I know what I did. I know what I created. I know what I contributed. And so there was this period of, like, is this for me? Yeah. But everything kept bringing me back here because I feel like, and this is like the best advice I can give to anybody, you are defined by your knowledge center. What you know about dictates the way you move through the world mm. because it dictates what you're attracted to. It dictates what, what people are attracted to about you. Right. And so because I had so much real tangible knowledge in this space, it didn't matter what else I wanted to work on. People always wanted to talk to me about the music business. Right. And so I was like, you know what? After like a year and a half, like I had opened Sandbox, it was dreadful because I wasn't a recording engineer. I didn't know 
anything about anything like even i'm looking around this dope studio and i'm like oh what are those triangles in the corner <laughs> oh those are bass tracks because you know like an engineer just told me like you guys should probably get some bass tracks they're just pretty <laughs> you know <laughs> they're just different ikea you know just <laughs> but yeah like i i i really realized that like damn rooks you know a lot about this and i think that i really want to encourage people to do deep dive learning because you become passionate about what you understand for sure. You know, and so it became a real passion point for me to share music business knowledge. And it wasn't about royalties. It wasn't about how to start a VP, like a joint venture or like how to, it wasn't about starting a label. It was these are basic business transferable administrative skills that you need to understand to run any successful company operation just operational business management this is strategy this is you know your mission statement this is your business plan this is your business canvas model this is like real business development and i realized from being in that space that i was relating it to music but i realized a lot of people didn't know anything about business right at all and i i was listening to a, a conversation you were having with someone before and you had mentioned the idea of artists actually developing business plans mm-hmm. for themselves, which I mm-hmm. thought was an incredible idea. Yeah. Um, can you just speak as to why, because I know you kind of touched on it now, but mm-hmm. can you just let our listeners know why you think it's so important for artists to uh, create a business plan? You know, business plans, I have a day plan, you know? I like today, I'm running around like crazy today because I didn't make a day plan. Right. I have something, a word that I have actually trademarked. <laughs> it's called discipline. Okay. Um, I own it. Uh, it's it's the idea that you can only be disciplined through planning. Right. Oh, I love what that. are you What are you comparing your success against if you don't have a plan? Right. Right. So if you can't wake up in the morning and go, you know, by nine o'clock I said I was gonna have some cream of wheat. Then big up everybody who eats cream of wheat. All the Jamaicans know. Okay. If if you didn't say that you were gonna have some porridge in the morning yeah. at nine, then when you have porridge at nine o five, you don't know you already failed. Right. You know what I mean. And so. I think it's so important for people to create business plans because it becomes your Bible. Mm-hmm. It becomes the thing that you are able to say, I am achieving or I am underachieving. Right. Because anybody doing anything, you know, if you didn't have food yesterday and you have French fries today, you feel like you won. Right, right. But right. if your goal was to have a balanced meal, then French fries don't cut it. And you wouldn't even have accepted the French fries. You would have continued to look for what you actually said you wanted. And so I think that it's incredibly important for you to decide what you want because a big part of success as well, like people always think about business plans in terms of like deterring you from failure. Success can lead you off your path. Right. I just brought Obama here in January. Now everybody's asking me different questions about like, you know, this, that. Thank you for that. But that's not my plan. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You have to know your plan so well that you know how to say no to, to to good things. Right. Right. And so, you know, when I was building Sandbox and like, you know, even sitting in this studio, like, I'm be honest, like, shout out MPL Studio. It looks so dope in here. I really love it. Thank you. Like, when I was building Sandbox, I didn't know anything about why anybody would need to use a studio. But Sandbox has existed and is one of the top ranked studios in Toronto because I know my business plan inside out. Right. I know how we're supposed to grow, how we're supposed to pivot. I know when some one engineer leaves, what kind of engineer to put in there, how to replace things. What Like if I only have a $5,000 budget for upgrades, what are the right upgrades because of the audience that I'm... So I own my audience. Mm. That's why we're always able to sustain and grow 
Because unless you own your audience and your audience are your clients, they're your consumers, they're your buyers, they're the people who are your circle of influence in terms of how you should be growing. But they're also the influencers that go out and propagate, you know, whatever it is that you want the world to believe. Yeah, true. You can't do that if you don't have a business plan. Right. So, you know, I really feel like it's so important for artists, creatives, anybody to... You know, when I opened Sandbox, I was like, yo, I'm going to be the only recording studio in Canada that also has a cyclorama. I'm sitting inside of another studio <laughs> in Canada, right? Like, if you don't know your business, then you don't know even like, okay, like I walk in here, I'm seeing stuff. I'm like, but I could have done the market research on that before I'd opened Sandbox. And I think that that's a big part of the reason why I push business plans so much is because I learned so much through trial and error. And then I wrote a business plan like six years in. Mm. And I was like, Ugh. got it. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Yeah. Had I just done this six years ago. Yeah. Like, you know, and then from there, like I just have business plan thinking. You know, some people call it design thinking, model thinking. I just have business plan thinking. Whether it's about the kind of breakfast I'm gonna have, yeah, the kind of car I'm gonna drive, what outfit I'm wearing. It's always like based on like seven of the, seven of the main things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's incredible. And I think more people should actually take that into consideration, especially young artists. They just want to get out there, get popping, get mm-hmm. their pictures on magazines. But if they sit down and kind of plan out where they want to go and measurable stats on how to get there, I think that would help a ton of ton of artists. Yeah. And you have to build a financial plan. Right. Right. So you can get popping and be poor. Yeah. There are a lot of popping poor people. people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think. As a podcaster, you know that great content is only half the battle. The other half is finding the right hosting platform to reach your audience. That's where Captivate comes in. With unlimited podcasts, advanced analytics, and personalized support, Captivate has everything you need to grow your audience and monetize your show. Join the thousands of successful podcasters just like us who trust Captivate for their hosting needs. Visit dnaairwaves.com Captivate today to start your free trial.